0: and welcome back to the third episode of the partnership podcast. It's your host Monica Lee and it feels amazing to be back to deliver some more information with regards to what's happening within the partnership. As you may have seen, known or it might actually be the first time hearing, the partnership's full year results have been announced. So in this episode we'll be talking everything to do with the partnership's full year results. And we have two guests that will be explaining the results. So now I'm going to pass it over to Josh Block from the Gazette and Bay Michael, the Executive Director of Finance. Bay will be sharing a little about her role and then further going on, talking about how the results have come into play. Can I just say, before we even get into that, like as a partnership, we've done incredible in the last year. We've all been stretched and transformed, but the way that we have adapted and adjusted to make sure that we are still working, I must say, we have to applaud ourselves. So, but yeah, no further ado, let's just get into the main, the main body of what is school gonna be about.
1: Good morning. I am Joshua Block, Gazette reporter, and um, I'm here with a special full year results podcast. Um, I have a very special guest here today, who I will uh, let introduce themselves.
2: Hi there, hi everybody. It's Bay, Berenice Michel. I'm the exec director uh, for finance. Nice to see you, Josh.
1: Welcome, Bay. Very nice to see you. Um, Let's start off with um, a question about your, your new role that you've been in for a few months now. Um, so you took up the role of executive director of finance um, after Patrick Lewis left last December. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you finding it so far?
2: You know, it's um, I only started the second week of January, so it's still very new. I, um, I was exec director customer service. Uh, so I've moved from customer service just uh, after peak in finance just in time for year-end and head office transformation so quite frankly i feel like i've jumped from the frying pan to the fire it's been non-stop um i'm not new to finance so it's been nice to uh reacquaint myself with my finance colleagues uh um, but i must say i miss the shops so as soon as i'm allowed to go out um i'll be out on the road again
1: yeah i read when you started the role was see is it 20 years experience you've had
2: in finance, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. I'm, I'm that young, Josh, yeah. years. 12 <laughs> a years a partner, but I worked for another two companies before the partnership. Uh, and in total I've worked about two decades in finance. Mm.
1: So um, how are you finding it compared to your previous roles? Is it is it drastically different?
2: <laughs> well, so some of it is um, completely the same. So you kind of, for example, I attend council, I attended council before. Um, you work uh, with the executive team and the partnership board in solving problems so all of that is the same it's the um, it's the little things that are very different so for example a Friday night in the previous role was like a sea of customer complaints coming into my inbox uh, they still come um, but nowhere near nowhere near as much but instead I've got difficult conversations with colleagues about achieving their budgets or talking to banks so it's just things like that that are are different but the role itself is fundamentally you're a member of the exec team and you're trying to look after the partnership so that's very much the same
0: yeah
1: excellent um and then just thinking about um being a a female finance director um in a i I think i read something in the FTSE 100 there's i think it's only 15 percent of um, finance directors at board level are female. How does it feel, um, given uh, that stat? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: it's a sad stat, but honestly, for me, um, I, I don't even think about it. There's nothing unusual about me being female, uh, and indeed, uh, on the executive, we're a majority females. So um, you know, as the song in the greatest showman said this, "This is me." <laughs> There's nothing, <laughs> nothing quite um, special or different. Um, no, so I'd, I really don't think about these things. You know, you're going to get plenty of gazelle letters for ask, asking these questions. Aren't you? I mean, <laughs> good luck to you, and that's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> Bring them on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we
0: are.
1: Oh, sorry, that's my colleague that deals with it, so I'd better not say it. <laughs> um, right, so we um, dip into the, the results. Um, so let's start with so we're looking at two key numbers. Um, mm-hmm pronounced today so we've got profit before and profit after exceptionals um could you just explain to us the numbers and what they mean give us a bit of an overview uh, and why are the two so different how they compare into previous years because they're quite drastically different numbers
2: yeah they're, they're very uh, very different so after exceptional we made a loss of 517 million so profit is the value that uh an organization creates in a year, uh, net of the expenses it's incurred, OK? So the money you brought in, take out the money you took out. Um, and uh, in accounting terms, we um, when there are very f- special events that are material, unusual, and big in nature, you classify them as exceptional because uh, you expect they won't happen again in the future. And uh, in 2020, uh, we had one very, very major exceptional. Uh, which related to the value of our John Lewis stores. So because John Lewis stores um, generate uh, fewer sales than they used to, and because they support fewer online sales than they used to, you have to acknowledge that their value has declined. And you do an assessment and we've looked into it uh, and we reduced the value over the last two years of the John Lewis stores by half, which is a very, very big number. And because it's so material, we classify it as exceptional. Fundamentally, for us as a business, uh, it's important to acknowledge that we've made that loss of 517 because we have to acknowledge that the value of our John shop estate is declining. Now, there are other exceptionals. Um, uh, the, the, big, the other biggie is around um, the announcement of the head office restructuring. And what you do is when you make an announcement, you commit to uh, making it happen uh, and you put aside some money for potential uh, redundancies. So before Uh, these items before exceptionals, we made a profit of 131 million. So that's 61 million more than we did last year. So it feels good, uh, but within that we received a 190 million pound of support from government. So the other way of looking at it is that without government support, we would have made a loss even before exceptional. So what that means is our underlying trading was very challenged in the pandemic. And the boost in trade that Waitrose saw, because restaurants, pubs, and the like were closed, uh, did not anywhere near compensate enough for the loss of trading profit in, in John Lewis. There was one thing structurally that I improved year on year in our results uh, is in pensions. Uh, the annual cost of pensions have gone down uh, by 55 million because we've closed our defined uh, benefit scheme, and I will continue in the future. So um, quite frankly, um, I think we've emerged from the pandemic stronger in many ways we could talk about it josh but our profits are very very challenged before or after exceptionals.
1: yeah yeah and um well any partner can can investigate more i'm sure today um i'd encourage everyone to have a look through all of the coverage that you can especially internally partner intranet gazette um anything you can um and one of the other things that i'm sure partners will will want to know is about um the complexities in our financial results concerning how the government support has um affected them so they've played a significant role this year um this financial year so we've mm-hmm. had um how how has that government support impacted the results
2: so the quite, yeah quite 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 simply just the, the 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 government um, assistance uh, has been uh, essential to our results. And, and as a business, we're very thankful for how the government supported us. Because as I said, without that support, we would have made a loss. So we got uh, 190 million pounds. That's been through the job retention scheme. But we stopped claiming from that in July. And then business rates relief, uh, which we're still getting. Uh, we also received a £300 million loan uh, from the Bank of England, but we repaid that back in, in January. I did a, a blog about that back in January because uh, we could then uh, repay it and to save, uh, we saved interest by doing so. So the, the government money that we've received, we've used it to fund uh, the impact of the pandemic on our business. So we've had some COVID-related costs, so think personal equipment um, and things like that. So that was £40 million, quite a, uh, quite a sum. And then we also used it to cover for sick absence. So we uh, we had about 25 million pounds around that. And then to support for the loss of trade when non-essential retail was closed, as I just mentioned. Um, so we stopped claiming from the job retention scheme back in July 2020, because it's about job retention. And at the time, we were announcing that uh, uh, we were closing uh, some journalist stores. We reviewed that later on in the year, uh, but at the time again, we then were announcing the head office transformation and also the administration of the job retention scheme claims uh, got quite quite complicated. So you really want to uh, you really want to, uh, uh, to claim it if you embark on it. Uh, but anyway, for us it wasn't right. But we are continuing to benefit from business rates relief, um, and that's because business rates relief is about protecting business sustainability, and, and uh, God knows uh, we need it. Um, so we're, we're thankful for government. That doesn't change the fact that partners have worked really hard, in in extreme circumstances, uh, all year long. And and as I briefly mentioned earlier, um, I, I I think um, we we made the most of a very difficult year. We we and we emerged strongest. So when you think about it, like um, online sales, uh, they grew fourfold in Waitrose. They doubled in John Lewis. We've launched new services. And, and partners fed and served the nation so that the two can 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 be true we can be both stronger from uh, um, uh having gone through the pandemic and uh thankful for government money
1: and um i suppose with the the nature of how the the support was offered um it's kind of it's needed for the survival of the partnership so I'm, I'm imagining that's kind of part of the reason why we want to yeah, keep hold of the business rates yes yeah, so, so uh, we, we want
2: said. to yeah we want to keep hold of business rates because we've we've needed them uh and and in the future you know in 2021 or as the year continues uh, uh we'll review and in having consideration to to our financial position is uh, is it then um i don't want uh, partners though to feel uh uh, worried that the partnership uh, is in uh, dire straits, uh, whilst we've needed government money to keep a sustained uh, uh, business, we've also had and still have quite a bit of cash in the bank. Um, so um, you know, uh, we have the money that we need to implement the plan that we need to become a thriving organisation. And the challenge is is for us to to make sure we deliver our plan, um, but. Um, so so we're, we're safe in the short term anyway.
1: Excellent. Um and so can you just explain a little bit about liquidity as well? <laughs>
2: <If> <laughs> so, you <want> um, to.
1: <laughs> yeah, just just for consider um say we, we were in a a strong ca- uh, cash position as a partnership what what does that mean?
2: Yeah. So it's um it can be a bit strange and difficult to understand profit being challenged but cash is there. So you um So, we've got some cash in the bank. Um, uh, Some of it is the sacrifices we've done in the past few years. So, when we entered the pandemic, we knew retail was challenged. We knew the the partnership was challenged, but we had cash in the bank. Uh, And we have uh, quite a bit so, one and a half billion uh, uh, at the end of the financial year um, we've just had. And that's because uh, during uh, the pandemic year, we've spent less than we would otherwise do. So, think capital investment that you can't do. Or, or stock that you may not need to buy because your general stores are closed. So you're sitting on, 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 on quite, quite a bit of cash, but we need that cash to deliver our plan. Um, and uh, the plan say, um, uh, is talking about investment of about 40% higher in 2021, 30% higher than we have done in the past over the five years. And it's delivering the plan that would enable us, uh, that will enable us to be uh, sustainable over the longer term. So the one thing we don't want to do is waste the money we have or employ it wrongly. Um, you know, It's not because you have cash in the bank that it won't run out if you don't have a sustainable business, and that's the difference. The profit is about how sustainable we are in the long term, whereas the cash is pot of money that you have, use it well in, in new propositions, in investment, in tools for partners, in whatever that might be, in restructuring, indeed, so that... Uh, you you effectively create a business that is more thriving for the longer term. And when that happens, then you can pay bonus uh, safely, knowing that you're paying bonus not just in in thanking partners for what they've done, but knowing that you're not going to regret having paid it in one or two years later because you know you're sustainable. And that is the key challenge right now because, of course, we would want to be rewarding uh, partners with bonus for the year we've just had. But at the same time, I'm sure no partner would want us uh, to pay bonus only to find out in a year or two that we shouldn't have in ever run out of cash
1: mm. yeah um, I suppose also the whole thing about the situation is um, what businesses can learn from it and the, the benefit of hindsight um, so <laughs> one of the other things I kind of was wondering if something similar happened in the future uh, and hopefully businesses are more prepared for it in the future now what we've gone through but is there anything you can think the partnership could do better should we kind of find ourselves hopefully we won't but if we we had a similar situation
2: you mean a pandemic yes yeah yes so um so when um i think it was late spring early summer the audit team Came and reviewed how the partnership had reacted to um, the pandemic and how we were managing our crisis. Um, so that was a few months in, and they created a report with uh, the whole list of things that were done well and 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 the list of things we could do better. So this there available for posterity. From my perspective, the, the one thing uh, or the top thing that I really wish we'd be more prepared for, and uh, that gave me loads of sleepless nights at the time, was uh, having sufficient stock of personal protective equipment. So I'm talking about the screens, our tails, I'm talking about masks, I'm talking about sanitizers. I know it's simple, but the entire world found itself short. Now, clearly you can give the partnership about a, a bit of an excuse for that, but it took us quite a bit of time, a few weeks to to get all that we needed. and And it was really, really worrying at the time for all of us for the partners that were facing the public for the that of trying to secure you know masks and every five minutes they were taken on by the NHS rightly so but nevertheless you know what about our partners and um, you know I am um, I am absolutely sure the partnership will have a warehouse with a corner full of protective equipment in case this, this happens again um, As a finance director, the one thing uh, I would not want us to forget. Um, So we must continue doing it rather than learn a lesson from it. It was, you know, Josh, it was a saving grace that we had the cash we had when we entered the pandemic. Uh, And uh, some of our competitors didn't and they will never see 2020, 2021. Um, So the good news, as I mentioned, is that we're not in that situation, but uh, we must ensure we never, ever are and uh and therefore that means continuing managing our finances prudently and that doesn't mean not spending on innovation or 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 great things it's about making sure you always have a reserve in case something goes wrong because we know the economy is likely to be volatile for a while and, and we don't have shareholders uh to bail us out so
1: um and so as we're sort of talking about partners and um what they've kind of um Done for the business in in the past year. Um, so, we've obviously had plenty of um, sort of different ways of recognition over the past year. So, we've had the free food and the PDRs. Um, we've had the thank you payments that we saw mm-hmm. in the summer. Um, and the much, uh, um, I'd say, much used in my household, Waitrose discount um, <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> of 25% how much can you say a little bit about how much has this cost the partnership is it something we might be able to continue um doing in a year where we've not awarded a bonus
2: so uh, the first thing i say is um of all years it's, re- it's really hard not to pay a bonus um and i know nothing can quite replace it both because of the financial help that it provides partners, but also as a symbol of co-ownership, you know, of all years you would have wanted to pay it. And I wish the partnership and the environment were more financially stable so that the board could have uh, rewarded partners for the incredible work. Um, and unfortunately, we're, we're not quite yet in this position. And as you said, Josh, at the executive and then the partnership board, we had advice from council and that we considered and implemented a number of, of number of ways to thank partners. So the early thank you payments to which you refer and then free food together cost about uh, just under 25 million pounds to the partnership and the increased discounting in uh waitress compared to what we had back in 2019 the cost of it is about 30 million pounds 30 but of course uh, partners may have bought more uh, so i'm not counting in the sales so the net the net cost won't be as high um and and the board also agreed uh, to allocate a peer review pot which was 10 million pound higher uh, um, now than it than was last year, so so altogether quite, quite a significant investment uh, um, f- for the partnership. It, it can never match the, the, the kind of the, the hard work or the or, or, you know, kind of the heartfelt thanks for for partners in, in these circumstances. And we know it's not the same as bonus or as paying the real living wage, which is why we want to improve our profit to to be able to pay both um, in terms of um are the uh, f- is the free food uh, uh and the discount going to continue this is a, a topic of discussion for the executive and and board this uh, this and next week uh, actually um whilst the pandemic continues we would want to be able to continue supporting our partners as best as we can
1: Excellent. um and so if we are thinking back to the bonus um would we kind of would there be a change in in what we're looking at for the bonus for the years ahead because i know we were initially sort of i think was it like a three year sort of bonus figure we wanted to be paying a certain amount on that kind of thing has the pandemic <laughs> basically um changed that in any way do you think when partners might expect to to see <laughs>
2: So we, um, <laughs> um, I hope you have a crystal ball, Josh. Um, so <laughs> when, when the, um, the half-year results were announced back in September, uh, um, we explained that bonus would come back when the partnership was deemed to be more sustainable financially. And uh, the triggers for that, or the minimum threshold, if you wish, was a profit of $150 million and a debt ratio of three. So debt ratio is the amount of money you owe compared to the amount of money you generate every year. So it's a bit like when people go for a mortgage and the bank tells you they will land you up to one and a half times your salary. Well, for us, it's three. Okay, so we're more generous on that. So profit of 150 and debt ratio of three times. So the, the key question is, um, when do we get to it? So firstly, I'm afraid to say we expect our financial results to worsen in 2021 uh, because we invest in our plan. Um, but then we expect they will rebound the year after. So by which time we may be able to start paying bonus again. It's quite difficult to predict because we don't know uh, what economic prospects are, um, and 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 therefore we don't know how we're gonna we're gonna fare. Um, but um, we would hope by then to be able to pay some some bonus. Um, uh, time will tell. And of course, um, you know, if we have a great 2021, uh, nothing is ever. Ever written off for the, the partnership board to review every March uh, their decisions on, on bonus.
1: So we'll, we'll have to, everyone cross their fingers, work hard, yeah. <laughs> and and then...
2: <laughs> but you know, partners always uh, o- always do. Uh, we just have to recognise that um, you know the environment is is volatile. Try to deliver our plan is the best thing we can do. The faster the better, but obviously we have to be thoughtful and careful as well. Uh, and 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 we'll see then. The one thing I forgot to say as well, it's not all about bonus as well. We have um, committed to paying the real living wage. Um, we hope to do that when we get two hundred million pound profit. So, um, let's go for it.
1: Yeah. Um, and so, looking at kind of the online and physical um, split. So one of the things we'd kind of want to look at is how how do you think? the shift to online has changed the shopping habits, particularly in the last year throughout the pandemic. I know it was already a trend where more trade was generally going to online. Um, How has that kind of influenced the results and how um, the business is measuring the profit in the future?
2: Okay. So in terms of uh, the shift to online, so in John Lewis, we shifted from uh, 40% or so online to 75%. Uh, in 2020 and in Waitrose it was from 5% or so to 14% and it's 20% now so quite, I mean quite a significant uh, shift to online for both, both our brands uh, and um, will it come back will it not um, nobody knows but we don't think it will or not to where it was before and that's because when customers have got into the habit of say ordering their uh, grocery uh, online regularly or they've you know they've taken the time to create an account online and 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 learned how to use it uh, it's so convenient uh, that for many purchases both in John Lewis and, and, and in Waitrose we don't expect customers to get back uh, into shops that doesn't mean uh, people won't shop in shop um, uh, it just means for the simple purchases they 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 may not uh, come back um, and um, for the avoidance of that, both in genres and Waitrose, online is profitable. Okay, it's just less profitable, generally, not in absolute terms, but per pound of sale. And that's because, well, quite frankly, we have to deliver to the customer rather than them coming to our to our shops. But in my mind, um, uh, we need to um, shift the thinking from thinking in channel to thinking customer. So. You know, as a as as a as a business, as a partnership, we we have faith in high street. It's changing, but it remains relevant. People uh, still want to shop in shop for the inspiration, for the experience, for meeting people, for entertainment, whatever that might be. Um, and and there isn't like a complete divide anymore. So, say for example, uh, let's assume you're you're online, Josh, and you're. Uh, nicely kind of uh, seeking advice on a sofa. I'm making this up as I go along now. <laughs> um, or, or indeed on wines. I don't know. Do you like wine? Um, no, um, more beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, beer is fine too. Um, um, but you know, let's assume you really are really into not just buying what the, the usual thing you have, but you really want some advice or you have a special uh, evening with your family and friends or, as I said, you buy a sofa, which you may want some advice on or, or something like that even if you're online nothing prevents us from creating a mechanism where people could go and then get advice from our partners linking directly with our partners who might be wherever in a contact center at home or in a shop you know so sometimes we think online uh, and and shop separately but actually our customers just think i want i want a product i want a service i want some advice um so you know w- we know we that's what we do, right? We we get into customers' minds, we understand what they're after, and then we sell to them. So whether it's online or in shops, we can do the, we could we we can do that, and let's just go for it. Um, I just want to highlight though that the growth in online won't be sufficient to deliver the profits of the partnership plan. Okay, so that's why the plan talks about being leaner as well, and that's what the plan talks about new services, beyond retail. Um so it's it's a whole thing, not just one thing that uh, supports our future. Uh, and and shops, both in Waitrose and in John Lewis, have a role to play in that.
1: Mm. Um. So on on the the note of um, shops, is there anything you can kind of um, get into on the future? Whether there's going to be shop closure, whether there's going to be shop openings, is there <laughs> anything you can um, can say to partners at this time?
2: So in relation to John Lewis stores, um, I hope partners will have listened to the in conversation session that Sharon White and Pippa Wicks had uh, um, last week. So that would be the week starting 1st of March. Um, Because in in that session, they explained that uh, we've reviewed the role of shops starting from how customers want to shop with John Lewis in the future across the UK, uh, and and then deriving it into what it means for our shop estate. And and, uh, we we see a continuation of our presence uh, in the high street through a combination of destination stores, smaller service stores. Uh, bringing uh, Waitrose and John Lewis together and having more John Lewis in Waitrose and then greater convenience like pick and collect a point. But we haven't uh, shied away from saying that that means a reshape, a rebalancing of the John uh, Lewis uh, store estate and, and that will mean fewer larger stores, which I know must be a, a source of real anxiety for our partners and we hope to be able to bring some news to them uh, um, soon. But the overall, and indeed the same apply uh, applies in Waitrose. Overall, um, our, our customers want us to be more convenient, and we know there's parts of the UK where we're not there for them. So we're not there for them in terms of either uh, uh, destination shops or bigger shops, or or just simple uh, uh, click and collect or, or various touch points. Um, so, um, therefore, never say never, Josh. Um, as I would expect us to expand. A, touch points, both in Waitrose and, and in John Lewis. The key question is how to do that, to make sure we don't end up investing uh, in uh, in shops that then, we then, uh, that then don't work out. Or, um, so that's the challenge and the opportunity of the partnership plan. Mm-hmm.
1: Excellent. Um, and then just finally, uh, whether we can um, give a, a bit of a message to partners for the, the year ahead. Um, what are the kind of important things you wanna you wanna get across to partners?
2: So uh, I'd have um, um, two. Am I, am I allowed to? I hope I'm allowed yeah, to. Yeah, messages. sure. <laughs> the, the, the first um, is um, what the past year has demonstrated is that um, the partnership as a partnership as partners we can do it. It's kind of, for me, when I look back in 2019 and 2020, you'd say, why? Well, 2020 was really challenging, right? Well, I think we got our mojo back. Uh, and, uh, and it gives me confidence in our ability to deliver the plan. It gives me confidence in the partnership spirit, in us working together. Um, and and um, so, partners, um, we, we can do it and um, have a look at the plan, work out with your teams about what it means for you, and, and, and work at it together. And then the second, and I know it's cliche, but it's um, I'm finding it more and more important with my family and my friends. So I'm sharing it with partners too. Which is, um, just be kind. <laughs> be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Um, we've had a, a roller coaster of a year, and I know people are, are um, m- mentally or physically exhausted. Uh, and um, nothing matters more than than people, right? We're partnerships. So let's be kind. Let's work together, and and we can do it.
1: Thanks. I, I share those sentences.
2: Thank you Josh. Thank you and thank you to all partners too for uh, for everything uh, in, in the past year. Quite amazing. I'm really proud of your
1: Yes Thank you very much everyone for listening as well. Um, thank you Bay for joining us. Um, it will Thanks. be a, a, a cheerio from us for now. I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast.
0: A special thank you to Bay and josh and just a reminder the results are just one part of the partnership's performance but if you want to know more information about our results and what they mean as well as our plans for the future they'll be all available on the partner intranet but in the meantime have a lovely week i'll be back next week which is all about waitrose.com